0: praise the lord this is jacob lovelace with the promise church and we want to welcome you to our new podcast messages from the promise we want you to be blessed by the word of the lord that's shared here each week at the promise apostolic church hope these words richly bless you god bless while you're standing we're going to go to the book of acts chapter number 17 I, I said last Sunday, if it was the Lord's will, I was going to preach on the Feast of Israel today. There are seven major feasts in Israel, and they all are very, very important. When you study them out, they show us a beautiful picture of the plan of salvation, how Jesus died for us and rose again on the third day, 50 days later, birth of the church and the Feast of Pentecost, and then there's Fall Feast. But I'm not going to preach on that today. Uh, I'm going to preach what I feel like the Lord has laid on my heart. Uh, I didn't know who I was going to be here today, but he did. Amen. And uh, I believe God's got something in store for us. Brother Marcus, how are you feeling back there, man? <laughs> Amen. Amen amen i got a message first of the week he didn't want to wait till sunday we met at the river was it monday or tuesday we met at the river on tuesday and he was baptized in the only saving name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved amen and shay's mama came just to be there and to support him and uh, be a part of the great occasion. And, and as Brother Peters used to say to me, uh, I was throwing Jesus darts at Shay's mama. Uh, Brother Peters, he'd see me out, you know, when I was away from the Lord, and and, and he'd say, I'm throwing Jesus darts at you, son. And, uh woo, I'm thankful for them Jesus darts. Uh, I was throwing Jesus darts at Shay's mama and the Lord laid it on my heart to talk about the troubling of the water once a year you know if you could get in there while the water was troubled that you'd be healed I couldn't hardly get that story out of my mouth she'd come walking down that boat ramp gotten that water She'd been praying for 17 years for her mama to be baptized in Jesus name and in just a moment we serving an and suddenly God Amen. Amen. 17 years of believing and praying and waiting, then suddenly. Amen. So we're thankful. Woo! Acts 17. Praise the Lord. Man, it feels good in here today. Always does, don't it? Acts chapter 17. We're just going to read a couple of verses there. Starting with verse number 28, of course, speaking of the Lord. For in Him we live and move and have our being, as certain also of your own poets have said. For we are also His offspring. For as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold or silver or stone graven by art and man's devices. He's talking about graven images and so forth. In verse 30, he said, And the times of this ignorance God winked at I preached a message a few years ago, I'm gonna preach it again for long, when God stops winking. He said, there was a time that God would wink at that ignorance. But now, commandeth all men everywhere to repent. In case you hadn't heard this in a while, Jesus is coming amen Jesus is coming and for just a few minutes today I want to preach to you on this subject repent repent just going to preach that simple subject repent I want to ask our associate pastor brother Mike Vickers if he would ask God to bless the preaching of his word today brother Mike Words be only your words. Jesus amen and amen. Can we give the Lord another praise as we're sitting down today? Amen. amen. We can't do it enough. The Bible says, Clap your hands, all you people. Amen. Amen. Yeah. amen. Look at your neighbor and say, Repent. Oh, I saw you, KB. Repent. She she said it like she meant it. Repent. The original Greek word for repent is the Greek word metanoe. And here's what it means. The primary meaning, then secondary meaning of the word repent in the original Greek. Now, we put our own uh, definitions to repent sometimes, what we think repentance ought to be. Some folks say, well, it's a you say a prayer after someone, you repeat this prayer, that's repentance. Or a uh, lo- lot of different opinions about what the word repent means and how you apply it to your life as a Christian. But we're going to go back to the original Greek meaning metanoe, and it means to change one's mind change one's mind, to change one's mind for better, heartily to amend with abhorrence for one's past sins. We're talking about repent, to change your mind, to, to, to change your mind for better, to have an abhorrence for where you've been, Lord, I, I just, I detest where I've been and I want to change my mind. I want to I I think different. Amen. And we're talking about repent. One of the most important jobs, I've never really, I was in sales for 20 years. That's what I did. I, we raised our kids, me being an insurance agent. I was in insurance, so life insurance and annuities and, and some investments. And that's, that's how I raised my, my children uh, and had a roof over our head and paid our car payments and so forth. And uh, I was in sales. I was a salesman. And, 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 but really, I never thought about preaching uh, like this. But really, the goal uh, of the ministry and the preaching of God's word is to convince the hearer that they need to change their mind. Somehow, some way, the, the minister, the preacher has to convince somebody that where they are is not as good as where they could be. Amen. Oh, that's nothing. Amen. When we go to the doctor and we get, we get that negative report, and I'll never forget when my doctor called me I was, uh, I think I was brushing my teeth. And uh, Wendy said, It's for you. And uh, I got the, got the phone, and uh, it was Dr. Carroll's office. And they said, Your blood work came back, and it's not good. Uh, you have cancer. And I'll never forget how that report pierced me that day. You know, how it just, man, your countenance, your whole life, just at that moment, it changes. Uh, And uh, uh, when we get reports like that, uh, and then we come to church, Brother Christian and and a man of God like Brother Phil Christian or Brother Vickers or myself or one of these other ministers stand behind this sacred desk and we begin to expound on the word of God. We begin to present the word of God. You came to church with a with a bad report and you're, you're, you're very being pierced with that report. But when somebody begins to expound the word of God and share with you that, that God is a cancer healer and that God, no matter how bad the report is, that that no, no matter how bad your situation is, that the word of God says by a spoken word from heaven, He can turn that situation around. See, we're trying to get you to change your mind about where you are and what you're going through and that bad news, even though it was bad news, let me share the good news. Let me share the gospel with you. Amen. I want to change your mind. I, I'm trying to get you to repent. Amen. Amen. Somebody say praise the Lord. Trying to get you to change your mind, to change your thinking. Just this week, I met with a precious saint from our church. And uh, uh, from a small child, she was a believer in the Lord. She's been a dedicated Christian for many, many years but she grew up believing something a little bit different in a, in a different denomination. And, and she wanted to meet with me this week and talk about that. And she said, I just want to thank you that through your teaching and your are preaching and the presentation of the, the Word of God and how you've explained the Word of God to me. I, I've had a change of mind. I, I, I see it different and I, I think about it different. And before that day was over, she and I got in that pool right there. Did, y'all didn't know about that. Just this week, I'm trying to get somebody to repent. I'm trying to get somebody to think differently. I preach the word of God to you. I want to encourage you and uplift you. Uh, The world's doing all it can to discourage and tear you down. But the man of God, your pastor, the preacher, wants to get in the word and lift your spirits and encourage you in God. Think different. Look at it different. Repent. Paul said in Romans 12, Verses 1 and 2, and I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. I, I'm about halfway done. I'm not a long-winded preacher, y'all. Just hang with me here. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Then in the next verse, he says, and be not conformed to this world but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. Paul is telling the church at Rome, he's he's trying to reason with them, brother Mike. He's sharing with them, hey listen, Jesus died for you. He gave his life for you. And it's a reasonable expectation as a child of God for you to have a change of mind. Don't think like you used to think. Don't talk like you used to talk. Don't go where you used to. Don't be involved in the things you used to be involved. There ain't no such thing as sipping saints. Oh, y'all got quiet on me right there. I said there ain't no such thing as a sipping saint. Amen. When I came out of the world I left the sipping behind me. Paul said forgetting those things which are behind and reaching for those things which are before, I'm pressing toward the mark of the prize of the high calling. It's a high calling. Amen. i am be your pastor today. Repent, think different, act different, look different, do different. It's a reasonable, you're he was, he was trying to reason with them, brother Mike, it's reasonable for you. It's a reasonable expectation. Boy, some of y'all looking at me like you've been sucking on a dozen lemons. I, I just upset you. Amen, well, you can be upset, amen, that's all right. I'm not, I'm not here running for most popular. Amen, I'm here to preach the gospel. I'm trying to change somebody's mind today. You don't need alcohol for peace. You don't need drugs for peace. Somebody just needs a good dose of the Holy Ghost. I can't sleep at night. Then pray till you get a hold of God. Come on. Paul and Silas didn't have it, but at midnight, they begin to praise and worship and magnify God. God moved. He said, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing or the changing of your mind for the better. Listen to me. The world says everything goes Everything goes I I saw something on social media this week And I shared it And it, it said this The early church wanted to know What must I do to be saved? The church today wants to know What all can I do and still be saved? Did you get that? The early church wanted to know, what must I do to be saved? And the church of 2020 wants to know, what all can I do and still be saved? That's right. I, I, I didn't write that. Get mad at whoever wrote it. I don't know who wrote it, but man, they're right. Amen. I ain't trying to see what all I can get by with and still make it to heaven. I want to please the Lord. I want to represent the Lord. I want to be an ambassador of heaven. I ain't trying to go to the honky-tonk. I ain't going to the liquor store. Y'all didn't know I was this old-fashioned, did you? I I sound like Larry Kidwell. Son, he'll preach on it, Boy, I'm telling you, I'm not trying to hurt nobody's feelings today. I'm just trying to change your mind the world says you can live any way you want and still be saved and apparently y'all still don't turn me off apparently that's not a new tactic from the devil Paul said in 1 Corinthians 6 and 9 no you not in other words he's saying don't you know this no you not That the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Look at those next three words. Be not deceived. There is a spirit of deception alive in the world today among Christianity that you can live any way you want to live and do anything you want to do and everything will be hunky-dory between you and God. That's a lie straight from the pits of hell. I'm on the internet. I, I hope y'all are all listening on Facebook. Be not deceived. Don't listen to that lying, foul-mouthed, slew foot devil that tells you you can do anything you want to do and still be all right with God. Look at your neighbor and say, don't let him trick you. Don't let him trick you. Don't let him fool you. Be not deceived, he said. The unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God, neither Fornicators. The world says, oh, this is old fashioned. All the old people like this as much as they like that song that the Christian family sang a minute ago. And all the young people is like, man, I'm ready to go to McDonald's. This is good old fashioned meat and potatoes preaching tonight. Amen. The world says, just live together. Marriage, that's, that's just a piece of paper. That's, that's just old fogey stuff. Just live together. I'm trying to change somebody's mind today. The world says, just do anything you want to. Preston, just live any way you want to. And you, you'll be all right. Paul said, nor idolaters or adulterers, nor effeminate. I, I'm going there this week. That word effeminate in the original Greek Means a relationship between two individuals that is against nature. It's against nature. As a matter of fact, Paul said in Romans, I think about verse 20, that they were doing things among themselves that were against nature. Another place he said he called it unnatural affection. I'm trying to help change somebody's mind today. Be not deceived. I used to tell these young folks, I used to tell Shay this, I love you enough for you to hate me. I'm gonna tell you what's right. Paul said in Galatians 4:16, am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? I'm trying to change somebody's mind. It's time to repent. It's time to get our thinking right. Get our minds right. Back in the word of God. I don't care what society says what's right and wrong. What did the book say is right and wrong. I'm trying to change somebody's mind today. On the day of Pentecost, When Peter preached the death, burial, and resurrection for the very first time, and when those listening heard his message, the Bible said they were pricked in their heart, and they they wanted wanted to know what they were to do. And you remember the first thing Peter told them? Repent! That's the first thing that come out of Peter's mouth was repent. So you've got to understand who was gathered there by the tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people that were gathered there that day. They were there to celebrate and commemorate and keep the law of Moses. That's why they were there that day. And when they heard the word of God, amen, he started preaching the word of God. They made fun of him. Those people that were there, all those tens of thousands of people, when they heard these Galileans speaking in tongues, they started making fun of those Galileans. They they were mocking them. The Bible said that they even accused them of being drunk that day. But Peter went to the word of God. He stood firm in front of all those people. And he said, these are not drunk as ye suppose, for it is only, he's trying to get somebody to change their mind, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, that in the last days saith God, I'm gonna pour out of my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and daughters are gonna prophesy, your old men dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions, and he said in verse 21, and whosoever shall call on the name of, Oh, the Lord, he's trying to change somebody's mind. How is he trying to do it? Through the word of God. And they said, okay, you've convinced us. What do we need to do? He said, repent. Change your mind. He convinced them that there was something better. That there was a better way. Repent. Today, I'm almost done. Today, I'm not too good a salesman anymore. I gotta brush up on my skills. It's been a minute since I I was in the insurance business, but I'm trying to get somebody in this place today to repent, to change your mind, to change your mind about sin, to repent, to change your mind about alcohol, I'm trying to get somebody to repent, to change their mind about drugs, to change their mind about relationships. You know what the world's been doing for the last 40 or 50 years? Slowly trying to change your mind. Little by little, the Bible says it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. And just little by little, every few years, they just present a little bit more and a little bit more and get further and further away from the word of God. But God sent me here today to get somebody to change their mind, to get back to believing what God's word says, to live the life that God's word says we need to live. God sent me to get somebody to repent. I'm trying to change somebody's mind that feels like, oh, I've got plenty of time. I'm trying to change somebody's mind today. Oh, I, I've got plenty of time to get my mind right and my, my life right. God is love, and I can love and be with whoever, whatever, or however. I'm I'm trying to get somebody to change their mind that feels like I can't live without alcohol. I can't live without without that person in my life. You know what? I preached a a message a few years ago, and the title was, I've got to to make it. And in that message, I referred to the scripture where Jesus said, if you've got an eye, If your right eye offends you, then pluck it out. If you've got a limb that offends you, then cut it off. He said that you'd be better off. To come into the kingdom of heaven with one leg and with one eye than to stay here and miss heaven, be whole. There might be somebody in your life, a boy or a girl or a relationship, that for you to get out of that relationship, it would be like cutting off an arm or pulling out an eye. But hear me today, if that boy or that girl is gonna keep you out of the kingdom of God, you better get your soul out. There's nobody... Worth missing heaven for. If you love them, repent. And maybe you can lead them to repentance. I'm almost done. Yeah, you said that five minutes ago. Listen to this right here. I want you to listen real close right here. As Paul was finishing his list of deal breakers, I'm gonna call them deal breakers. These are deal breakers. Paul said, You doing this, you ain't gonna be in the kingdom of God. I didn't say it. Quit getting mad at me. Paul said it. I'm quoting Paul. Man, these are deal breakers, he said. He said, Don't be not deceived, thieves. Covetous, drunkards, extortioners, and fornicators, effeminate, adulterers. And then he says this, and such were some of you. No doubt I could go around this room today, me included, and we could see a lot of hands raised. And such were some of us. Such were some of you. You may not have committed adultery, but you stole. You may not have drank, but you coveted money. You coveted things. And let me tell you this there ain't none of them bigger than the other ones. Amen. Amen. Sin is sin. Amen. And if you're living in any sin, it's time to repent. Ain't none of them bigger than the other. But notice, he said, and such were some of you, but. Amen, I'm thankful for that little three-letter word, B-U-T. And such were some of you. Man, I'm in a bunch of that right there. You ain't just one of them. But he said, "But ye are washed. But I'm trying to change somebody's mind today, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified." How? How are you justified? How are you sanctified? How are you justified? How were you washed in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit? How did it happen? How did you get washed? How did you get sanctified? How did you get justified? Come on, stay with me, stay with me. I'm trying to change somebody's mind. What are the deal breakers concerning? The kingdom of God, right? Is that what we're talking about? The kingdom of God. The deal, deal breakers are concerning the kingdom of God. Jesus told Nicodemus that in order to be in the kingdom of God, you must be born again. Oh, this is getting ready to get good, y'all. Amen. If you're going to be in the kingdom of God, you've got to be born again. Nicodemus said, how? How do you do that? Jesus responded, except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, He cannot enter the kingdom of God. You gotta be born of the water and you gotta be born of the spirit if you wanna be in the kingdom of God. Paul said you guys can miss out on the kingdom of God, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified. How? In the name water and spirit. Y'all ain't getting it yet. About half of you got it. Water and spirit. How were you sanctified? How were you justified? How were you washed? In the name of the Lord Jesus and the Spirit of our God. Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin and you shall receive the Spirit, the Holy Ghost. Hey Amen. I'm trying to change somebody's mind today. I, I, I can tell I've run into a little stump here. Acts 8, verse number 16. Y'all got that up there, Acts 8 and 16? Speaking of the Spirit, Acts 8, for as yet, speaking of the Holy Ghost, he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. How did Paul say we were washed sanctified and justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and when Philip went to Samaria and preached Christ unto them verse 12 said when they believed Philip's preaching concerning what the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ they were baptized both men and women Verse 16 said, and they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Verse 17 says, then laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. How were you justified? How were you washed? In the name of the Lord Jesus and the Spirit of our God. Born again of water and of spirit. And Jesus said, marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. And such were some of you. But somewhere along the way a preacher preached to you that you needed to repent. Have a change of mind and have those sins washed away in a watery grave in the name that's above every name in Jesus' name and you would be filled with the spirit of our God. Sanctification. Justification. And washed in the blood. I can see some of my nominal brothers and sisters are scratching their head today. I'm trying to change your mind. Repent. Repent. Would you close your eyes all over this building today? Thank you for joining our podcast. We want to invite you to our church Wednesdays at 7 o'clock, Sunday afternoons at 345, We want to say thank you for joining us and also tune in next time for our podcast, Messages from the Promise.